Hello, Screamer, and welcome to Scream Stream, your spoiler-free guide to streaming horror entertainment. I'm your host, James Gass. If you're new to the show, what I do is pick a horror movie from one of the various streaming services and give it a spoiler-free review. Scream Stream is available wherever podcasts are served, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Overcast, and many more. Just head over to ScreamPod.com and all the links are there in the sidebar. If you'd like to support me and my creations, head over to Patreon.com slash James Gas. You can also pick up some horror-themed t-shirts from the Scream Stream Tee Public store at tpublic.com slash stores slash scream dash stream. I know it's an awkward URL, but that's... That's what I got to work with. You'll be supporting the podcast and any artist creating killer t-shirts and other artwork. So for this week's episode, I was going to do this live. I was going to stream it live on YouTube or on the Scream Stream on the on the Scream Stream YouTube channel, and it didn't quite work out. So instead, I recorded this on Sunday. And I went to go edit the audio file, and it turns out it didn't actually record anything. So I'm doing this. Once again, so uh, for this week's episode, I am reviewing The Changeling from 1980. This was a film directed by Peter Medak, written by Russell Hunter and William Gray. And this stars George C. Scott, Trish Van Devere, and Melvin Douglas. This currently has a 7.3 on IMDb, and for a brief A really brief plot synopsis. A man staying at a secluded historical mansion finds himself being haunted by the presence of a specter. So let me give you sort of my plot synopsis. Uh, John Russell is a famous music composer and he was taking his wife on holiday or his wife and daughter on holiday into the snowy mountains areas of the United States. They didn't, I don't remember if they said where or not, but they were involved in a car accident and they were both killed. So he decides to, I guess sometime a year later, we, sometime later, we don't know exactly when, but he decides to uh, rent this secluded mansion from these, this town's historical society. And uh, I guess he wanted to take some time off, grieve a little bit, maybe write some new music. And uh, as soon as he moves in, well, I'll tell you what. Uh, So the real estate or the woman from the historical society got him the lease and she showed him the house and she actually becomes an integral part of the story. So she's not that typical uh, real estate agent who kind of just bumbles around and here's your house and call me if you need anything. Uh, No, she's actually a pretty major uh, character. So, uh, as soon as he moves in, he starts hearing banging noises, and he thought it was the pipes, but he went and he banged, I guess he banged on the wall, and then whatever it was, banging answered him back. So he immediately thinks that there's something in the house, and uh, he doesn't think he's crazy. Like, you know, in typical haunted house movies, the the person living there, they just assume they're they're going crazy or the person they're living with is going crazy or or whatever. He right off the bat says, there is something here and I got to figure out what it is. And that's what I like about this movie is the, the story is about the mystery of the ghost. 
So in a lot of haunted house films, you have this, the story is basically here's, here's a house that's haunted. These people are being terrorized. We have to figure out what this is and then destroy it. So like in the, in the last of the last half of the second act is when they usually decide, okay, we have to figure out what, what's going on here. And then we have to figure out how to stop it. This is different. This right off the get go, the film is the mystery rather than him being terrorized by noises and ghosts. And then all of a sudden him thinking, okay, I got to figure out what this is. And then how do I destroy it? It's if, if you watch a lot of haunted house movies, you know what I'm talking about. You, you know, the point I'm trying to make. I like that a lot about this film. I like having the mystery of what this ghost is being the main plot. And I think that made the film entertaining. It made it captivating. Uh, I was deep into it. Like the whole, the whole time I was, I was literally like, I don't want to say on edge, but it was, it was suspenseful enough to, to keep me, uh, keep me glued to the screen. So as far as acting goes, uh, of course, this is a classic film, and you have great actors like George C. Scott, Trish Van Devier, uh, Melvin Douglas, Gene Marsh. You have all these great actors in a film, and they all do a great job, whether they're secondary characters or not, or even, I almost said thirdary. <laughs> that is not a word. Thirdary is not a word. Um, but you have like these smaller roles played by these different actors and actresses and they all still do an amazing job uh all the acting is great camera work is spot on you know you're watching a classic film when you see the way the shots are framed you see the way the shots move uh, and you know what i find interesting like when you're in film school they always tell you don't use zoom uh, you zoom with your feet uh, because when you zoom, when you zoom or actually move yourself, you can tell the difference because the relationship of objects within the frame move in relation to each other. So that's how you can tell when the cameraman is zooming or they're on tracks or whatever. Um, I mean, that's how you can tell when they're on tracks or walking, I should say, moving forward. Uh, but in some of these old, older classic films, they actually use zoom. So there's one scene where... Uh, it's it's kind of like a bathtub. He's looking down at this bathtub, and it's 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 tight on 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 John's face, but the camera zooms back to reveal the the bathtub that he's staring at. That's interesting to me. I like those kind of shots because you don't see them often. Uh, they say don't zoom, but. You can use it sparingly like that, and, and it's a very effective way of, of introducing objects in the frame um, or uh, creating sort of these set pieces. I like that a lot. I thought it's great. So, class, I mean, classic cinematography. Uh, they just don't do it like this anymore. Now it's all about shaky cam and fast, rapid movements and, and stuff like that. There's a lot of steady cam shots in this, a lot of shots on sticks uh, or tripod. Uh, nice panning shots, 
but you don't see shaky cam. You don't see that in, in classic horror or well in classic cinematography. I, don't, I, I very rarely ever see that. And I like that a lot. Um, it's a very classic look. Uh, the color palette, it's a very muted palette, uh, I guess, to convey sort of, of this dreary dreariness, a lot of browns, grays, um, dull blues. Uh, I, I like the, I like the color palette of the film. It just gives it that, that, um, that feel that, that there is no life within this area or within the house. It, Everything is drained, color is drained, um, it's very drab and dreary. I really, really like that. It's an excellent effect there. So overall, I mean, the, the film, I loved it. I, I think this is a classic film. Is it scary? That's, that's the big question. Is it scary? Well, as, as horror fans, you know, there's not a whole lot that scares us. But the film is definitely creepy, and there are some definite... Uh, I don't want to say scary moments, but very tense moments. There's no jump scares, which is nice. I, I liked the fact that they they forwent the for for yeah forwent foregoed. They left the jump scares out <laughs> uh, and just relied on visuals and practical effects. And you don't really see like the ghost or anything. You you just see objects move, sounds. Uh, sound is a key part of this film. Uh, if you don't have like a surround sound system, watch this with headphones. I watch this on my computer with, with headphones. Uh, I have, I just bought some new headphones for the PC. Um, I got a Corsair void wireless. They're like 7.1 surround sound. So it sounded great. <laughs> and, uh, the, the, the movement of sound was nice. Uh, it created this really eerie atmosphere. Love that. Love the sound design. Um, so they yeah, they relied on visual cues and sound cues, audible cues, to represent the ghost, and it it was effective, very effective. There were scary scenes, especially with the uh, the the. There's a scene with a wheelchair that's just terrifying. Highly recommend this film. It is definitely worth your watch. It's a little long. It's it's like two hours long. Uh, as a matter of fact, let me tell you exactly how long this film is. It's, um, 107 minutes. So, well, it's an hour and 40 minutes. I don't know if I want to say it feels a little long. So the ending, ending kind of drags out a little bit, but it's worth it because the ending, you find out that it's not just about a ghost. It's about something more than that. Something that kind of affects everyone in this state that, that they're in. Uh, I'm somewhere in new England. I, I assume, uh, I don't, I can't really say much more than that cause I don't want to give it away, but that's another thing that I liked about the plot. It wasn't just about the ghost. It led into this bigger story and it wrapped up really nicely. I, I liked the, I liked the ending. It was, it was satisfying. Uh, it didn't, like in the way you really would have wanted it to, but I think it ended the way it needed to. Uh, so highly recommend the changeling. Uh, I'm going to give this a 4.75 out of five. 
it currently has a 7.3 on IMDb, as I mentioned earlier. Uh, definitely check this one out. So as I mentioned at the beginning of the show, I was going to stream this live to the YouTube channel. YouTube is a little finicky, so it didn't quite work out. So instead, what I'm going to do is uh, start streaming to the Twitch channel, which is twitch.tv slash Jimbo Lewis, L-E-W-I-S. And I'm going to be doing that on Saturday nights. Uh, I'm not sure exactly what time, probably around 9.30, 10 o'clock. Uh, I'll, I'll stream this show live uh, for all y'all to come and check out. You don't have to have a Twitch account to watch it, but if you want to chat, uh, you do need a Twitch account. So yeah, if you want to come and hang out and, and listen to me record the show, I'll warn you though, it is a raw recording, so there will be you'll get to hear all the mess ups, and then uh, we'll also interact with each other. Uh, I think what I'm going to do is is break the show down to like segments. So like, I'll do the opener, and then I'll kind of just give shout outs to everybody who's in the chat room. Then I'll do my review, and then. Uh, I'll ask for everybody else's opinion on the reviews and then I'll get into the new releases. So um, I think that's how I'll set up the live stream. Again, if you want to check that out, it's twitch.tv slash Jimbo Lewis. Uh, speaking of new releases, let's move into the new releases, shall we? On Netflix, we don't have a whole lot. Um, there were a few things that I saw that I think should have gotten some mentions. Starting with Hantu Kaklima. Not sure how to pronounce that exactly, but uh, this is a Malaysian horror horror comedy film. Netflix is getting a lot of the foreign horrors. I, I, I will give them props to that. A lot of foreign horror on Netflix, not a whole lot on Hulu or, or uh, Amazon Prime. Shutter's getting a few too. Not as much as Netflix though. Just from the cover, it looks a little silly. But it has a 7.6 on, on IMDb, uh, and for their, their synopsis, when Kaklima turns up dead shortly after her marriage to a much younger man, her pesky ghost haunts the villagers who can't seem to get rid of her. Uh, so I will probably add that to my list of things to watch. Then we have The Witch Files, which looks kind of like a really bad knockoff of The Craft. Uh, it has a 4.0 on IMDb. Doubt I will be watching that. Then we have the original Poltergeist from 1982. Currently only has a 7.4 on IMDb. Really? Interesting. Uh, this was the film directed by Toby Hooper, produced by uh, uh, Steven Spielberg, I think, produced that. So that's on Netflix. That's I highly recommend. If you haven't seen that, if you're a horror fan and you haven't seen that, uh, you should. That's like required watching. And then we have a film called Malicious. I don't know much about it. It only has a 4.9 on IMDb. I might like it. Who knows? I'll add it to the queue. Uh, a young college professor and his pregnant wife unwittingly release a malevolent entity with murderous intentions. Don't they all? Uh, so I might check that out. And then uh, we have all the Jaws films. Jaws 1, 2, 3, and 4. Wasn't that it? Then they just, I think they just had four. Uh, then we have Hostel. This has a 5.9 out of 10. Should be a lot higher. This was, I guess you'd call it torture porn from Eli Roth, uh, who is one of my one of my top favorite horror directors or direct, just directors, period. Uh, if you haven't seen that, definitely check that out. Uh, and then we have... 
Final Destination 1 and 2. You know, they had a slew of sequels after that, but I think like the first the first one was the best. Probably the only one really worth watching. Two, maybe. Uh, two, it might, mean, it might be stretching it a little bit. And then finally, a film called All Light Will End. This is from 2018. A horror novelist with traumatic past returns to her childhood hometown where she revisits her night terrors and loses sight of reality. Uh, I don't know if I'll check this out or not. It's got a 4.4 on IMDb. Um, maybe. That's a that's a hard maybe. So, uh, But moving on to Shudder, we have a few things added here. Uh, the Others with Nicole Kidman. Excellent film. Terrified the crap out of me. This is a really good horror film. This is like quintessential haunted house horror. Sound design. You know, when this movie came out was when I got my first surround sound system. And I watched this movie. And I kid you not, it scared the bejesus out of me. Because you could hear footsteps stomping around the entire room. They went from like in front of you to the left of you and around the back of you. I mean, it was absolutely terrifying. Uh, I love this movie. This is one of my favorite films. Um, excellent, excellent horror film. Great haunted house movie. Uh, that's on shutter. We have sleepy hollow tales from the hood, uh, office killer. Never heard of that one. Don't leave. Don't leave home. This is a shutter exclusive. Uh, that is on my list. It looks interesting. Uh, the Loved Ones, which is more of like a torture porn from Australia. Australia doing some great stuff, with the exception of uh, Charlie's Farm that I reviewed last week. Uh, but I do like Australian horror films, and this is one of them. Um, I started watching it once. I didn't actually get to finish it, but I will go back and finish that now. So uh, Then we have Bones with Snoop Dogg. This was okay. Not that great. Is more of a, I think it was more of like a, a gimmick film. Um, I mean, it's like an excuse to put Snoop Dogg in a horror film. You know what I mean? This was around the time that he was doing all these crazy movies. Um, what was the one with the, him on the airplane? It's like the airplane party or whatever. I can't remember. Um, he was doing like a bunch of films at the time. Uh, then we have uh, Ganja and Hess. Not sure what that is. Uh, looks interesting. Uh, so I'll probably watch that. People Under the Stairs. Excellent film. Love this one. Love Ving Rhames in it. Uh, if you haven't seen this, another classic. You've got to watch it. Uh, if you're not in either the UK, Canada, or the US, you probably don't get Shudder. Uh, so you can probably rent people up under, people up under the stairs. Lord. Uh, people under the stairs, you can probably rent that from almost any other service. Uh, Voodoo or Amazon Prime or, or whatever. Definitely check that one out. Uh, History of Horror from Eli Roth is coming February the 21st. And then we have Marantu. I don't know what that is. Uh, and then we also have uh, Horror Noir, which is coming February the 7th. This is sort of like a... Uh, I think this is... What is this? Um... I don't know if this is a full film or a series, but it's basically a documentary uh, that dives into uh, African-Americans in horror. And um, um, well, let me just read you this, the synopsis here. Delving into a century of genre films that that by turns utilized 
caricatured, exploited, sidelined, and finally embraced them, horror noir traces the untold history of black Americans in Hollywood through their connection to the horror genre. Adapting Robin Means, Robin Means Coleman's seminal book, Horror Noir, will present the living and the dead using new and archival footage from scholars and creators, the voices who survived genre's past trends, to those shaping its futures. Uh, definitely going to be watching this. Uh, Black Americans in horror. Um, it's interesting to see how the genre started finally embracing um, black Americans because in the early days of film, you didn't see a lot of, of black actors in horror because horror was always uh, very dark and they didn't want to use a whole lot of lighting. And with the quality of black and white film not being very good, um, black actors didn't show up on film. So it's very difficult um, to, to film um, African-Americans and uh, George Romero knew this, but he took a chance anyway, uh, casting his lead in Night of the Living Dead because the original lead, who was white, couldn't make it. Um, so, uh, so Dwayne Jones, who played Ben, happened to be there on set, uh, and he took the original actor's place, which then kind of turned Night of the Living Dead into a cultural commentary like it he he did he says he didn't mean it to be that way but it did and a lot of of the film was filmed inside the house so you can see Dwayne and and that's kind of why you didn't see a lot of black actors in horror films in the early days but now that's that's different it's changed and uh, I really want to watch that documentary because it looks super interesting uh, and that comes out on February the 7th. And that is it for Shudder. Moving on to Amazon Prime. Uh, there's a few things here. One called Bagman. This is from 2018. Don't know a whole lot about it. Cover looks interesting. Don't judge a movie by its cover. Uh, but that looks kind of interesting. Dark Skies from 2009. I'm not sure what this is. This is not the alien movie Dark Skies. Uh, scientist discovers that a disaster relief company is creating acid rain in order to increase business. Can the acid rain be neutralized before it's too late? Okay. Might be interesting. Who knows? Uh, and then we have the maze from 2010. I remember seeing this, um, at the video store. I never got around to watching it. Could be interesting. It has it. Well, maybe not. It's got a 3.9 IMDb. Scratch that one. Probably won't be watching that. Uh, then we have The Gift. Uh, this is one starring Kate Blanchett. It was directed by Sam Raimi. Uh, also has Gary Cole and Kim Dickens. I remember this film. I remember this being really good. So it's in my watch list uh, to give that a shot. Because uh, I don't remember a whole lot about it. But I remember liking it. And that is actually, that's it for uh, for Amazon. And then lastly, I do want to talk about Hulu because there's a few things on Hulu. Uh, they have been doing their own series of films called uh, Into the Dark. And they're doing, a, it's a 12 film series. Uh, they started in October with a film called The Body. 
and each each film is is themed around the month that it's released in. So the body was uh, was based during Halloween. Flesh and Blood is a Thanksgiving horror film. Puka is a Christmas themed horror film. I do want to watch that. That looks really really good. Uh, New Year, New You, and then just recently uh, a film called Down, and this one seems pretty interesting. Um, I don't want to watch it. I can't get a synopsis for it because if I click on it, it just wants to. I'll just add it to my stuff. If I click on it, it just wants to play the the daggum thing, but I don't want it. I just want a plot synopsis, but it's not going to give it to me. So there you go. And that's uh, on Hulu. Hulu is annoying because it doesn't tell me, like, just, I just want to know what's new. What did you put there? None of these services really do that, except for Amazon. Amazon does do that. They have, like, a thing where you can do either, um, uh, uh, featured or newest arrivals, but uh, Amazon, uh, Netflix, and Hulu don't do that, and it's super super annoying. I think Along Came the Devil. I think that's new on Hulu. I'm not real sure. Some film called Anna, uh, Annihilation. Oh, that's that's new. That's the one with, uh, oh, what's her face. Crap, can't think of her, her name now. She was Queen Amidala in Star Wars. Um, Natalie Portman, <laughs> starring her. That movie looks really good. I do want to check that out. Uh, and as for next week's movie, I am going to be reviewing Ghost Stories, which, speaking of Hulu, is available on Hulu. Uh, this is an anthology film. I've already watched it, by the way, uh, but I'll, pro- I'll probably watch it again. Uh, this stars uh, Martin Freeman. You'll know him as Watson in the uh, the Sherlock Holmes show starring Benedict Cumberbatch and Martin Freeman as Wat- uh, Watson. I'm not going to. I'm not going to say anything. I'm not going to say a single thing. Just watch it. Watch it if you can check it out. Uh, if you don't have Hulu, you can get a seven day trial. Get a seven day trial of Hulu. Watch Ghost Stories. Uh, and then uh, we'll talk about that next week. And remember, next week I will be streaming the show live on Twitch uh, Saturday night, probably around 10 o'clock is what I'm thinking. 10, 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time is about when, when I'll be streaming that because that way everybody's going to bed um, and I can just be up by myself and I don't have to worry about waking anybody up. Uh, so, or, um, and, you know, working around house chores and things like that. So uh, Saturday night, 10 p.m., I'll be streaming on my Twitch channel. That is twitch.tv slash Jimbo Lewis, L-E-W-I-S. Uh, long story, don't ask me. <laughs> um, maybe I'll, t- I'll tell it one day. Uh, but that's actually going to wrap it up for this week's episode of ScreamStream. If you'd like to keep up with me outside of the podcast, you can do so at screenpod.com, where you can find links to all of my social profiles, while you're there, you can listen to episodes and subscribe to the podcast via your favorite podcatcher, podcatcher like Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Overcast, and many more. If you have a movie you'd like me to review, go to screenpod.com contact, fill out the little email form, or, or head over to facebook.com screenpod, uh, join the page, and uh, tell me a movie you'd like me to review, and I will watch it because I don't create like a queue ahead of time or anything like that. So... If you have a film, let me know. 
Uh, and then lastly, music used for Scream Stream was created by Kevin McLeod over at Incompetech.com. Until next week, I'm James Gass saying, if it was real, the cameraman would be dead too. Good night. Thank you.